Hello, welcome back to another episode of Rakina for Your Thoughts. I am your host, Lol Rakina. Um, <laughs> welcome to episode number three. Um, for this episode, I will be reviewing the. How do I? Okay, so I'll be reviewing the um, Percy Jackson and the Olympian series as well as the Heroes of Olympus series, because in isolation, <laughs> your boy has listened to all 10 audiobooks. Finished Blood of Olympus last night, which is the fifth book in the second series, and holy shit, um, it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, so I got the first book, in the third series. I don't know what it's called. It's like... I know the series is called Trials of Apollo, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know what the book's called. Anyway, um... And I listened to three chapters. But no one was telling me what happened to all the characters afterwards. And I got annoyed and I didn't really feel inclined to read another five books. So, here we are. I will be reviewing the first two series. Um, if I feel like it, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll read The Trials of Apollo and then do another episode on them. But yeah, so because I read ten books in the space of a month. Wow. Ooh. That's like a book every three days. Wow. I have... Wow, that's in... No, maybe in the past two months. Because I do remember when I filmed episode one, I had just finished either the first or the... Fir the first book or the first two books. So... You know, let's just say in the past two months, I finished those ten books. Um, wow, did I do my math wrong? Two months is, what, 60 days? So one book a week. Uh, but then I also read another book, which really annoyed me. Because fucking white people. Anyway, maybe I'll do an entire episode on that one book, because... That, oh my god, I'm still so angry about it. <laughs> oh my god. Very upset. Um, if I review it, I won't tell you what I'm upset about with that particular book because holy shit. <laughs> it's the spoiler at the end. Oh my god. Anyway, before, <laughs> before I get too ahead of myself, let's <laughs> bring it back to the Percy Jackson universe. Um... So, what I'm going to do is, um, sorry if you can hear the clicking. Oh, my record is like, my mic's right on. <sighs> anyway, um, let me see if I can, because obviously, because I read all the books in quick succession, like immediately after like, afterwards, um, I'm not sure when things happened, so what I will be doing is I'll be scrolling through the Wikipedia page, 
um, reading all the, like, synopses and then just giving my thoughts on all of them. Um, I'm just gonna say this now, if it wasn't already self-explanatory, bitch, um, spoilers ahead. So, if you would like to read these books, maybe... (laughs) don't listen to the rest of this but you know check us a like if you're watching this on youtube give us a five star review on itunes before you head out but yeah thanks for sticking around um report back here once you're done and see if you agree with me which you should because i am correct okay so um for those of you who don't know percy jackson is i'm just gonna use like, his name to talk about the entire universe, like, the Percy Jackson universe, right? It's basically set in the modern day where, you know, Greek gods and you know, are still alive and well. And, um... Greek gods are still alive and well. They're living in America. Um, and... Everything that happened in Greek mythology, like, actually happened. So that's kind of the thing. And um, Percy Jackson is a demigod. So his sea daddy, Poseidon, decided to, you know, do the deed with Miss Sally Jackson and made Mr. Perseus. So um, if you couldn't already tell... (laughs) um, Percy Jackson was the inspiration for my character's name in the web series I was on called Is This On? I will leave a link for that in the show notes um, for you to check out. I genuinely think it is so funny. I mean, like, we all know I have ego problems, but damn, Percy. I mean, my character, Percy. Damn, what an asshole. Anyway, God, I keep getting distracted. Okay, so... What is Percy Jackson? Just that. Greek mythology, as if it's real. Now, they follow, like, the central... Like, wherever the center of power in the West is, the Greek gods follow. Right? So, that's basically it. And then... (sighs) Bitch, they're like... I read ten books in this universe. Like... Jesus Christ, okay. Um, is there anything else that you need to know about it? Maybe I should, like, read, like, um, the Wikipedia page for it? Or, I don't know. Like, just because I feel like I'm not that great at explaining things, you know what I mean? Um, so, oh, boo, this is, <laughs> um, oh, this is about the movie, which I will also be reviewing at a later date. Um, okay. Uh, okay, um, look, let's just get into it, um, I'm getting confused, 
there's so many pages and my brain is kind of fried. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Um, first book is The Lightning Thief. You know, we get introduced to everyone. Can I just say that this is like, 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 oh, so the author is like Rick Riordan. Homeboy just did such a good job of world building, might I add. Like, even though I'm a 22-year-old man, and this was obviously a series written for children, I was having a time. I was, you know, living my best life, seeing the eyes through, you know, preteen demigods, and I was just here for it. So, starts off with the lightning thief. Percy, you know... Homeboy's got ADHD and dyslexia. Um, what you get when you put me and my brother together. Um, but yeah, so, you know, struggles in school, always getting into trouble, and he's just like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and then, you know, turns out one of his teachers was a monster and tried to kill him, but then she got destroyed, and then, like... The fucking... Okay, I'm not gonna try and explain things. Like, I'm just gonna... Okay, the rest of this review, I'm just gonna assume you know what's going on. So I'm just gonna be talking about characters and events as if you're already up to date because I don't wanna go through, like, a ten-book fucking series introducing every single character. So, fucking, we start off, he's in a boarding school, and then... One of his teachers ends up being a monster. Oh my god, this is actually really quite fucked up, in my opinion. And then she disappears, she gets killed, whatever. And then fucking Chiron and Grover are just like, oh lord, that never happened. Bitch, they fully gaslit Percy. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god. The fuck is ha Anyway. Anyway. So... Um, all of this happens, and then he goes back home where, you know, his iconic mom, you know, queen of my heart, Sally Jackson, is with fucking Percy's first stepdad, who is really gross, and I'm so glad that he got killed in the end. Um, anyway, so, they, they're like, oh my god, let's like run away, haha, <laughs> and then, Percy's like, oh my god, mom, also, this happened. And she's like, oh my god, you're in danger. <laughs> and they try to take him to camp half blood. And then she disappears. And she's like, oh my god, oh my god. And that's when we're introduced to everyone else. And then we meet Annabeth, who, oh, honestly, so good. Love Annabeth. If Percy was just a little bit more shitty, then he wouldn't deserve her. But, like, he and Annabeth... Annabeth makes such a good couple. So we meet all these characters, and then basically Zeus's lightning bolt gets stolen, and they go on this quest to find out who does it. And I feel like it's so great because, like, like, the lightning thief as a book is just, like, a nice, well-contained story. You know what I mean? But, like, it builds such a good foundation for the entire conflict, which is, like, Kronos Rising. Like, we fucking love that, right? Ugh, so fucking good. Jesus. Um, so yeah. You know, homeboy just, like, 
you know, it's like kind of wild to me that he was 12 years old, but I'm so glad that he is 12 years old in this because like one of the biggest ways the movie fucked up was like by making them teenagers. Ew, no, no, that's not how we do it. Fuck off. Because then there was already sexual tension between him and Annabeth. Now they were just like kids that like kind of found each other annoying but became friends because they stopped each other from dying and we loved that um so yeah that was super good and then they were just like oh my god our friend betrayed us so lightning thief should i give them ratings i'm gonna give the lightning thief a solid four out of five you know it's really great such a good foundation. Actually, no, 4.5 out of 5. No, 4.25. 4.25. Because, you know, it was a little... Like, we don't want to give away perfect scores right off the bat, right? I mean, we can circle back, but we know I probably won't. Next, Sea of Monsters. Not gonna lie, this is my least favorite. <laughs> um, it is really quiet. You know, I just got really annoyed. I was just like, bitch, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, it is just, like, like, fucking this whole thing with Clarice. Like, bitch, just, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you know you're out of, you, you know, you're way out of your depth here. Like, just... Like, you know? No. Like, that entire thing just annoyed me. And, like, I was... This is also the book where I disliked Percy the most. But I don't hold it against him. So I disliked him the most because Tyson comes in. So Tyson is his half-brother who's also a Cyclops. And then Percy's being a real dick to him. And Tyson basically sacrifices himself for Percy. And then only after he dies, well, he doesn't die, but only after Percy thinks he dies, Percy's like, oh my god, he was actually quite great. And, you know, he treated, you know, Tyson like shit, but I don't hold it against him because Homeboy has daddy issues to the max. Like, you know, all demigods have issues, like, with, you know, like, because their parents are, like, immortal and abandon them so you know they all have abandonment issues and then like tyson or like new poseidon and then percy didn't and there's like so much salt it's like oh so yeah percy was a bit of a dick and so was annabeth actually annabeth was like an asshole to tyson jesus but like percy i don't hold it against her because the cyclops did kill her best friend when she was only seven years old um, but yeah, let's see. Um, dun dun dun, it's all right, okay. So, um, yeah, it's like a lot happened, but nothing that would that just sticks out in my mind, like, ooh. You know? Like, it is, like, I feel like the first two books were just, like, a lot of it was concerned with world building. Because things get truly spicy in book number three. But before I move on, 
I'm gonna rate it, the Sea of Monsters, I'm gonna give it a three, like three stars. Or maybe 2.75. Yeah, 2.75 for the Sea of Monsters. Like, it is fine, like, it is all good. But it just wasn't that memorable, you know? Like, the fucking, like, entire sorceress thing. Ugh, it is just, ugh, like, it is just boring, like, ugh, ugh. Um, but I also enjoyed all the new monsters they brought in. And also, Luke, even though he was a bad guy, I kind of got his point. And I was just like... You're a dumb bitch for trusting Kronos, but, like, obviously your dad issues are valid, and, like, not that I relate, but honestly, don't hold it against you. Wow. So many people are fucked up in the sea of monsters, and I'm like, oh, I don't hold it against you. So, yeah, 2.75. Mmm. <laughs> 2.75. Nope, 2.5. Sea of monsters, 2.5. Moving on. The Titan's Curse... Fuck yeah, I fuck with this. This is a really solid, super solid, like, you know, like, middle of the series because so many new players are thrown in. Like, a good example of a super shitty middle of the series was fucking Order of the Phoenix in Harry Potter. That shit was whack. I give you a negative three stars because fuck you... You didn't have to be the longest book. You were so annoying and you were so boring. Anyway, back to the Titan's Curse. Like, holy shit. Like, just so good. Like, Thalia was in the picture now. And, like, now Percy wasn't, like, the biggest, baddest bitch in town, you know? Like, he was like, oh my god, he's a child of the big three. Like, oh my god, son of Poseidon. But now Thalia was here, and she's like, bitch, my dad's the king of the gods. What the fuck are you gonna do? And she has Idris as well, and I'm just like, oh my god, a queen. Um, so yeah, just, like, Thalia, probably one of my favorite characters. Maybe because I most like her. Yeah, I feel like if I'm any of the characters, I'm probably Thalia. No, I'm probably Nico, because Nico's a sad boy, and I'm a sad boy. Anyway, speaking of Nico, Nico is also in this, and so is his sister Bianca. But so, yeah, it's just, like, it's just so great, because, like, like, just, like, so much shit happens. Like, the, the entire, like, scene with the prophecy and, like, the Oracle of Delphi just, like, walking down to the lake after fucking Zoe Nightshade slays and wins Capture the Flag. And, like, everyone's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then it's just, oh, it's just so good. It's so good. And, like, I love the tension between, like, the Hunters of Artemis and just, like, men in general. I thought it was a little bit too much. Like, you're, you're a bit overboard. Like, the man-hating was kind of annoying. And I say that as someone who actively does hate men. You know, like, you took it a bit too far, sis. Like, mmm... Like, stop. Like, that was not necessary. Also, just a cut to, like, <laughs> the son of Neptune, the Amazons. Also, your hatred of men is so unnecessary. 
Like, at least the Haunters of Artemis avoided them. These bitches, like, locked them up. Like, why? That's just extra maintenance. Jesus. Anyway, um, so yeah, even though that is annoying, the Haunters of Artemis, you know, Bad Bitch Girl Squad, aww, loved that. Also, got introduced to Apollo, who's super annoying, by the way, in the first three chapters of Trials of Apollo. But in Titan's Curse, he was hot, and I may have been even more attracted to him because I knew he's, like, bisexual, you know? I was just like, oh my god, I would like to be fucked by the sunrise. Okay, that is a bit TMI, but anyway... <laughs> Titan's Curse, super good. Nico Bianca got introduced. We didn't find out there were children of the underworld until the very end. Ooh, just like... And the entire quest was so good. And, like, the entire journey and just the little bits of, like, information. Like, obviously, I'd read these books before, so I knew what happened. But just, like, the little hints that Mr. Ryden was just like, ooh... Something's not quite right with how Nico and Bianca grew up. And I was just, ugh. Like, obviously, they were quite overt compared to, like... Because they're written for kids, so they couldn't be too subtle. But I, I was just a fan. I was just like, damn, rookie. You done snapped in this book. <laughs> Ooh, yes. So, fucking loved Zoe Nightshade. She was a bad bitch. Um, Stan her forever, so upset that she died, but I understand that that was necessary. Stan Thalia Grace, because that bitch is it. Oh my god. Nico was annoying as fuck, but Homeboy was a child, so I don't hold that against him. And that has nothing to do with the fact that he's gay later on. Um, maybe. Oh, no, he was, like, he was a little bitch, but, like, it made sense. He was a child. How old was he? He was, like, eight. Um... Broke my heart when Bianca died, and she died because she was like, oh my god, I'm leaving my brother, but I want to get this one last thing for him, and I was just like, oh my god, no, I miss my baby brother. <laughs> so it's just like a lot of emotions. Oh my god, is this when I start to get depressed? <gasps> anyway, so Titan's Curse, it is really great, and also just, oh, like, it, oh my god, like, it is, like, such a great like, Atlas was such a great, like, antagonist. Like, even though obviously Kronos was the bad guy, Atlas was just so good. And the entire, like, you know, arc of, like, Artemis being kidnapped and being forced to hold the weight of the sky. And then Annabeth going and doing the same thing when she was captured. And then fucking... Percy having to do it and then like the final blow where they smacked Atlas underneath the sky and the sky fell on top of him and he was cursed again like fucking love that shit man I think that is like 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 I have to admit throughout the entire series the final battles were all really good but the Titan's curse was like like it is such a strong one you know because like you know, the stakes were, like, like, they were, like, they were lower initially, you know, like, um, like, at first it was just Luke who was, they had to defeat in the Lightning Thief, and then in the Sea of Monsters it is, like, a Cyclops, so it's just, like, bigger, and then also Luke's there, so it's just, like, more stakes, but now with the Tyrant's Curse, like, cr like, 
it's just an expansion of like all of that and it's just like oh so good and when you find out about the great prophecy which is just oh so good and then oh my god and then we meet the, the ophiotaurus oh my god <laughs> cute like cutest baby ocean cow i i don't like i know i don't know what it looks like but it just looks so cute like so cute like oh so good and then thalia joined the hunters of artemis which like did it make sense it did make sense i think raiden did a good job of like fitting it into her character arc because, like, the only boy she was interested in was Luke, and then now he was just evil, and she was just like, oh, you know, done with this bitch, uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. This is an ad break for, you guessed it, a Patreon. So, if you would like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com forward slash lungol. That is patreon.com forward slash l-u-n-g-o-l. There are four membership tiers if you are interested in supporting the work I do here. Number one, become a patron for only $1 a month. That's right, folks, only $1 a month. Very low committal, just like all my relationships. It's a good time. We love it here. If you want to bump it up and double that amount like the bad bitch you are, then you become a supporter. What do supporters get? I'm so glad you asked. In addition to just being an icon in general, they get access to my Discord server. That's right. I have a Discord server. Come and join me. Witness this mess firsthand. It's a good time. Next, because they're on my Discord, you get to join in on the planning stages of upcoming podcast episodes. That's right. So good. So good. Finally, you get poems every month inspired by the current astrological season. And Happy New Year, folks. This podcast is coming out on the first day of Aries season, when the year should begin, because fucking Aries reigns supreme. So, next, if you want to become even more iconic, then you become an enabler. That's right, this tier is called Enablers, and you give me $5 a month. Only $5 a month to become an enabler? Amazing. I normally usually have to feed into very expensive habits that my friends have in order to become an enabler. So this is a great deal. What do enablers get? So glad you asked once more. They get everything supporters get. In addition to having access to all of my bloopers and everything I'm too ashamed to make public. That's right. You get to see the behind the scenes of all of this mess. Additionally, if possible, you get to listen to podcasts early. That's right. Early access, baby. And finally, for the legends in the audience, $10 a month makes you a producer. That's right. You become a producer of this podcast. 
What happens if you're a producer? So glad you asked. You get mentioned by name as a supporting producer on every episode of the podcast. Right now, as I'm reading the credits, it's literally just my own name. It's very lonely up here. However, if you become a producer for just $10 a month, I get to say your name too. You join this party and you make me less lonely. How iconic. Well, that's it. I have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash L-U-N-G-O-L. Have a great time. Let's get back to the show. Next up, um, Battle of the Labyrinth. The bitch, this one was good. This one was good. Um, this was like, um, like, like, I feel like Raiden did such, oh, bitch, we didn't raid the Tannin's Curse. Okay, so, what did, did I give, I forgot what I gave the Lightning Thief. I know Sea of Monsters got 2.75 because, bitch, that wasn't it. Lightning Thief, I, got, I think, got 3.5. Talent's Curse, solid 4.5. So good. Like, so good. Talent's Curse is a 4.5. Battle of the Labyrinth, so good. So good. Like, the entire twist with Rachel coming in and then, like, like, just the awkwardness of, like, Percy and Annabeth liking each other but being too fucking stupid to communicate because they're teenagers. Like, that is just done so well. Like, we loved that. We loved that. And also just, like... Like, the... Like, just the labyrinth itself. Like, his mind. Like... I normally don't stand white men, and I'm not standing McGriden, but damn, like, he did that. He did that, you know? And I was just like, this is good. This is good. Like, oh, just, like, like, all the challenges, and, like, the way Raiden just, like, took Greek mythology and turn it into a good narrative. I was just like, fuck. You know, Battle of the Labyrinth, this shit slaps. And then when Pan died, bitch, you knew I was in tears. I was so upset and I was just like, look at what you bitches have done. You have killed the wild. This is what happens when you leave white people alone with their neoliberalism and capitalism and their fucking imperial greed. Jesus. I was very upset. Then Pan died and I was like, oh my god. (laughs) And then, uh, and the woolly mammoth. Anyway, so, Battle of the Labyrinth. It is just a lot. And, like, this is when Luke started to get, like, really scary. I was just like, ooh, he's a good bad guy. Like, he's really good. But then they started to get, like, glimpses into his past. So they were just like, oh, Homeboy's a complicated character. Ooh, what's happening? It's just, like, it is just a lot. And then, like, the entire inclusion of Daedalus. Ugh. Like, we have to stand. Like, I, like, 
the fact that he was Quintus, and then Quintus means five. Like, I know that might seem basic, but, like, in my brain, I was like, this is so good. I'm such a fan. You know, Battle of the Labyrinth, that shit slapped. I was like, ooh, I'm having a good time. Um, is it better than Titan's Curse? <sighs> See... It's hard to say because their functions were different, you know, as the third and fourth installments in the series. So, the Titan's Curse, you know, as the middle, it was like, it was bringing things to a boiling point. It is just like, the past two books have led up to here, and now we're going to set a trajectory for where the rest of the series is going to go. And the Battle of the Labyrinth is just like, there's, there's this massive thing that's happening, but we're also setting foundations for like an epic finale, you know? So because of that, you know, they're both not on, you know, like you have to give them ratings for like within those paradigms that they're working in. So um, 4.5 for the Titan's Curse, Battle of the Labyrinth, I'm going to give it like a Hmm. A four? Like, it definitely deserves more than a three-point anything. Like, a four minimum. But I'm reluctant to give it more. I am, um, actually. It is really good, though. Oh, my God. And then fucking Caster died at the... Like, oh, my God. The battle scene at the end... Like, Zoe Nightshade dying, that shit got me wrecked. But at least I knew Homegirl was like, you know, she lived thousands of years. But when Caster died? Bitch, I was just like, oh my god, imagine losing a twin brother. That that literally wrecked me. That wrecked me. I, like, honestly, I, I was just so devastated. Like, it was all so sad. Actually, I'm going to give this shit a 4.5 as well. It's going to be like, oh, maybe a 4.25. But no, a 4.5. Like, it is really good. The battle was great. The way Daedalus was just like, you know, fuck it. I, you know, I done did a bad thing. I'm going to go probably roam the fields of punishment. Because fucking Midas, that bitch, is one of the judges. Which, in my opinion, seems like a bit of a conflict of interest. But anyway... And just like, oh my god, just like my devastation when all that happened. And just like how Rachel was like, like ended up becoming the Oracle of Delphi. And just, oh my god, like actual perfection. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 as well. Should I give the Titan's Curse a 4.75? I think I'll do that. Battle of the Labyrinth, 4.5. Tyrant's Curse, 4.75. Maybe 4.6. Anyway, 4.75. Okay. So, The Last Olympian. Bitch. Bitch. I... <laughs> I really enjoyed this, to be honest. I feel like it is such, such, such a good conclusion to the series. I loved... Fucking loved that Percy ended up... Like, having to, like in the river sticks i was like oh this shit is good and i like the build up to it as well how nico was like percy you need to do this and he's like no i don't want 
to. And Nico's like, no, you need to. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And then how, like, Percy ended up, like, going down to, like, Poseidon's kingdom and, like, being like, oh, my God. And how Poseidon looked like an old man without his Hawaiian shirt. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow, this is so good. And then, like, like, all the Titans coming up, like, <laughs> we're gonna fucking kill all you bitches and everyone's like scared and then Typhon emerges because Percy fucking blew up Mount St. Helens and then all the gods are just like they're like oh we're gonna kill this bitch but like everyone knows that Kronos is like gonna march on Manhattan and it's just like oh it is just so good and like the battle sequences were just like you like they were just so good and they were so well written and like the way all the characters just came in and oh my god just like all of it oh my god <laughs> and how Beckendorf died bitch that broke my heart I was just like so into him from the beginning I was just like oh my god an ugly man that works in the forges who is also a black king like me oh speaking of mm, very problematic the way race was written about in the first series like I haven't read books in a while so like <laughs> I forgot about it but like literally so many writers are just like oh he was a black man or he was an African American teenager but they don't do that with the white kids and I'm just so annoyed it's just like whiteness isn't the default bitch decolonize your mind anyway <laughs> when Beckendorf died I was just like oh my god my heart and then I was just and like this is how like well it was written like because I'd read like this entire series before I like I knew that Se like Selena Beauregard was the spy but because I'd read it years ago I was just like oh maybe I'm remembering it wrong and as like I kept reading I was like oh but who's the spy it can't be Selena like hmm. and then when it ended up being her I was just like oh my god my heart oh my god this hurts and then like when I found out about how like fucking Beckendorf was like waiting in Elysium for her to join him I was like oh my god and then they both died and I was like oh my god they both died so young but at least like they're dying and now they can be together in the underworld oh my god I was just very overwhelmed wow I'm a little bitch Wow, the fact that romance gets me this much is kind of sad. Anyway, oh, all of that was good. And then, like, how Thalia and the Hunters came back. Oh, and then this is where I learned, like, to hate fucking Clarice because, Jesus Christ, her best friend died because she was a stubborn little bitch. And you can fight me because the Ares kids should have been in Manhattan holding down the fort because a chariot was not a reason to refuse to help save the world i'm sorry you bitches be petty as fuck and if you're like like i kind of get it if the aries cabin is kind of like aries people in general because i'm an aries and bitch 
like, we stay mad, we be mad, but, like, we don't hold grudges, that shit's gross, that's some Scorpio-ass energy, no ma'am, not in this household, so, Clarice, you were a dumb bitch, and fuck you, um, you redeemed yourself a little bit in the next series, but... This wasn't it, fam. And also, the Aries kids were dumb for believing Selena was Clarice in that armor. Oh my god, Aries kids are so fucking stupid. Anyway, that was so annoying. But, um, yeah, it is good. I also, uh, Grover was such a king, honestly. Grover started off annoying the fuck out of me. He was a little bitch in The Lightning Thief. And then at the end of fucking Battle of the Labyrinth, he was just like, he just snapped, like, homeboy found who he was, and I was like, damn, which honestly should have happened ages ago, because homeboy was, what, 28, like, bitch, come on, anyway, before I get too ahead of myself, um, yeah, Last Olympian, so good, like, the, like, just, like, I don't know, like, maybe I don't read enough adventure, but there's always, like, one big fight, one big battle. But, like, in this, there was, like, obviously there was an entire battle, but it was waged over, like, several days, whereas, like, in movies it all happens at once, you know? So I was, so I thought, like, those moments of, like, rest and recovery in between all the fighting was really good. I just thought that was all just so good. And then, like, how fucking Annabeth just woke up all the statues in New York City. I was like, fuck yes. So good. We stand. And I already mentioned, but the Hunters of Artemis, Queens of the Night, mm, yes. Oh, loved how they came in and saved the day. Also... Just uh, so good. I just lo loved the final battle scene. And then just. Uh, it is just all. Oh my god. Like, it is just such a good conclusion. It is such a good conclusion. And then fucking Nico. You know, he's been really annoying. Like, he was. Obviously, he was a child, so. I understand. And also, he was super angry because fucking his sister died and he's also a son of the underworld so like you know homeboy just been through a lot so I didn't hold any of that against him but like homeboy came through got Hades to come through fucking Poseidon came through bitch those fine mm, those final battles when all the gods came in so good and then at the end when they were just like Percy Jackson, you done did good boy. We gonna make you immortal now. And he was like, No bitch, you need to be better parents. You need to do better because this war was your fault. I was just like <gasps> King shit. Oh my god. Like it is just so good. It is so good. I mm, so good. My god. This might be another 4.5. Actually, yeah, 4.75. Actually, no, 4.8. Yep, final voting. Um, so, Lightning Thief, 3.5. Solid. Enjoyed it. Um, 
Sea of Monsters, 2.75. Did not care for it at all. Tyrant's Curse, 4.75, bitch. That shit slapped. Battle of the Labyrinth, <laughs> 4.5. We stand. And the last Olympian, ugh, so good. So, 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 so good. 4.8, bitch. <sighs> so good. Now, that was me reviewing um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Now, I'm going to re review the Heroes of Olympus. So, Heroes of Olympus is the next series that comes afterwards. And the entire gist of it, it like, it literally happens months after the ending of, like, the Percy Jackson series, which was kind of annoying, like, these kids deserve a break, but no, um, so essentially, the entire thing is, ooh, excuse me, essentially what had happened was, you know, the Percy Jackson series was about defeating the Titans, and the Heroes of Olympus series is about defeating the Giants and the GR, so... I mean, because I already knew a lot about Greek mythology, like, I figured Gia was the bad guy almost immediately. But, like, the way it was revealed was, you know, I thought it was done, you know, quite well. Um, bitch, these books were so much longer. It took so much longer to get through. Like, like the Percy Jackson books, I, like, I, like, I went through them so quickly. Like... I think I was done with all of them in, like, two weeks, three weeks max. Bitch, these ones were so long. Holy shit. Um, but, yeah, essentially the Titans were the bad guys in the Percy Jackson books. Heroes of Olympus. The stakes are even higher. The Giants are the bad guys. And the Giants were all, like, tailor-made to oppose specific gods. Um, which I thought was a cool concept. I don't know if that is real, but whatever. And then Chia was the big, bad, like, villain. Like, ooh. So, um, um, I'm probably not going to talk about each of the individual characters. Um, because I might make an actual video ranking all of them. Because that seems, like, fun to me. Um, so yeah, so... Essentially, Heroes of Olympus, the, you know, those are the bad guys, but the plots are, to, like, instead of, like, Greek demigods, they're also Roman demigods who, like, have been existing this entire time, huh? And, you know, Hera is just, like, we need to bring them together. And then, you know, it's just, like, a, like super confusing, but essentially, like, they're Roman demigods now. Um... So, the last hero, which was the first one, was um, completely narrated. Like, what I liked was how Percy Jackson... The Percy Jackson series was narrated by Percy Jackson. But then, Heroes of Olympus, Rick Ryder was like, okay, let's switch it up. Like, obviously, it's in the same universe. It's got some of the same characters, but we need to revamp it. <sighs> Excuse me. And he did such a good job by choosing to narrate them through, you know, different main characters instead of just one protagonist, which was great. And 
like, it is like, like, and it is such a good choice to have the first book not be about Percy at all. Like, obviously, Percy was involved, but, like, he wasn't a narrator at all. He'd gone missing. So, I thought that was super great. It got us to, like, meet a whole bunch of new characters. Um, and to be honest, ugh. so let's just talk about, yeah, so let's just, you know, go through the book. So the first one, The Lost Hero, <sighs> Jason just annoyed me. He was just, like, honestly, so the main three protagonists are <clears throat> Jason Grace, Piper McLean, and Leo Valdez. Leo was the only one I liked. Um... I like Piper because she was, you know, Native American, and I was like, fuck yes, a First Nations queen, we deserve it, and it is also, like, you could tell, like, you could tell that Rick Ryder was like, ooh, I need to make my characters more diverse, <laughs> because they have all been white and have been kind of racist in my descriptions of them, so essentially... All the, like, literally all the new characters are ethnic, except for Jason, and I understand why he couldn't be made ethnic, because she has this, he has the same white mom that Thalia does, um, so yeah, which was, yeah, so, um, it was, yeah, um, so The Lost Hero, I, you know, I thought it was pretty good, um, if... You know, it is okay. I... I don't know, I feel like... A solid 2.5. Like, it is average. I don't... There isn't really much to say. It's just... Like, it is... Like, it is pretty cool how they ended it and rescued Hira. And, like... When... Thalia returned, I was like, Oh my god, my heart... My... Huntress Queen is back, so it is a lot, but yeah, I think a 2.5 for The Lost Hero, it just wasn't that, <sighs> wasn't that great. Son of Neptune, I really enjoyed, because the, the characters was just, oh my god, this sounds mean, they were just so much better, like, bitch, I'm sorry, but the characters were so much better. I already like Percy, um, but his two new friends, Hazel and Frank, not only were they ethnic icons. Oh my god. Sorry, it's 8am, but I woke up like 12 hours ago, so I'm yawning. Please forgive me. But yeah, so, Son of Neptune, book two. Percy's one of the three protagonists, which we stand. Um, Frank and Hazel, bitch. Bitch. Like, ugh. Like, they're just both so iconic. One thing I will say, though, and I'm going to dock a point from Son of Neptune because of this. No, I won't, because it's throughout the whole thing. Um, I'm going to dock a point from Rick because of this. Hazel and Frank have too much of an age difference for me to be comfortable with, bitch. Hazel is 13 and Frank is 16. Why? Why? That's so uncomfortable. That's so uncomfortable. Why? Ew, that's disgusting. That's so gross. Like, 
and like I don't even feel like Frank is gross. I feel like the author is gross for putting them together because Frank is the gentle giant king of my heart, and I relate to him so much. And ugh, yeah, they were just ugh. Son of Neptune was so good, and their entire journey to Alaska, being peppered with like Frank discovering his family's history and Hazel trying to reconcile like her first life with like her current one like it is just so good and i also like the introduction of like the roman legion i thought that is just uh, so good fantastic uh, it is just really great the um yeah the ending was iconic and then like orion my king you know we stand a horse that swears also the amazons baddest bitches baddest bitches to ever walk the earth um and also like i loved like the entire concept of like people not being able to die anymore because death was captured bitch oh my god that's so much more enticing than these bitches trying to rescue hero i'm sorry queen of the gods whatever but like <laughs> who like ooh, ooh, like ugh Oh, so good. Literally is so good. So fucking good. Son of Neptune, what am I rating you? Probably 4.5. 4. Mm, maybe even better. I'm gonna give Son of Neptune a 4.6. 4.6 4. for Son of Neptune. Hello, hi, this isn't an ad, this is a wellness check. This is me checking in on you. Have you had something to drink today? Have you had something to eat today? Have you gotten up? Have you stretched? Have you taken your medication? Just wanted to check in. Just drink some water. Drink some water. Please, dear God, drink some water. Have I had any water to drink today? No, absolutely not. But this is about you, not about me. Anyway, back to the show. Drink water. Moving on to the Mark of Athena. So this was when all seven demigods were like united and I was like, fuck, how the fuck are you going to manage with seven protagonists? And, you know, like, damn, rookie, you snapped. Like, you did that. Like, you were able to do that. And then just, like, anim like it just flowed so well. Like, the entire, like, just the way the second series was written, I was a fan. Because, obviously, they were all telling stories. And... Like, they had to move the, like, the plot forward. But just the way... Like, just, like, just the way you could get a sense of the characters through the narration was so good. Leo will always be one of my favorite narrators. He's my, you know, comedic king. I love him so much. Oh my god, do I have a thing for Hephaestus boys? Or just ethnic boys? Anyway. Oh, this is really inappropriate. They're teenagers. Gross. No. No, but like, King and not a romantic way. King and like, like, 
Like, he's just so good. He's so good. And then when he dies... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Um, it is... Yeah. It is just, like, so good. And also, like, Annabeth... Bitch got the spotlight she deserved. Like, she was, like... Like, what I... Like, what Percy Jackson... Like, this entire, like, universe does so, so much better than others I've read. Especially, um, Harry Potter. Is that, like... Like, Percy and Annabeth, on the surface, kind of look a bit like a Ron and... No, like a Harry and Hermione situation. But, like, I might make an entire episode about this but Harry was a useless little bitch that couldn't do anything you know he couldn't like he just needed everyone else Hermione was the true hero but like in you know the entire Percy Jackson saga like Percy held his own and so did Annabeth like like they were just such an iconic team and just like you know this is Like, so much happened here. Because, like, this is, you know, the third book, the middle of the series. So, like, Like, it is just great. Because, um, like, Annabeth had, like, this entire arc that was just super important. And, and I just thought it was just... Like, it is just written so well. And then I really, really enjoyed just the convergence of, like, Annabeth's solo quest and, like, the other people, like, the other crew of, like, the Argo to just, like, trying to rescue Nico. And, like, oh, my God, fucking my underworld king, Nico. Oh, my God. Just, like... Like, so, I don't know, like, I just really enjoyed The Mark of Athena. Like, so many things about it was good, in my opinion. Like, I really enjoyed the group dynamics, because a lot of them were just meeting each other. And I really enjoyed the way, um... Like, just, like, the way these different personalities reacted to the different problems that arose. Like, when they had to rescue Nico... Like, like the moment when, like, Jason and Leo were just like, oh, fuck that guy. And he's always like, fuck you guys. Like, that personally was just so, so good. And then the entire thing, like, dynamic between, like, Hazel, Frank, and Leo, that was so good. And, like, like how, like, Hazel's first boyfriend was Leo's great-great, like, great-grandfather. Oh, my God. Like, it is just so good. Like, so many pieces were coming together. And, like, you just had to stand. Like, The Mark of Athena was a solid, like, installment. It is really, really, really good. And it is just... Like, it is such a good setup. Because, like, sometimes you can tell in series when a setup is being rushed into, like, the penultimate, um, installment, so when the finale comes, you know, there's a good groundwork, but here, so much groundwork was laid in book three for the end, which was in book five, 
um, which, uh, like, I was just such a huge fan of that. Like, I really enjoyed, um, like, I, oh my god, like, like, I really enjoyed the way, um, why am I blanking? Maybe it's because my camera just shut off. But thank God I'm still recording audio. But yeah, so like I really enjoyed the way, um, like, for example, like, like there was a lot of really good character development with people like Frank and Piper, and like, it is oh my God, like. Like, I'll talk to I'll talk about Piper soon, but, like, the way, like, Piper, strictly as a daughter of Aphrodite, was written, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good how they were just like, oh, you think the goddess of love is useless? Well, look at this bad bitch she gave birth to. And, like, I was a huge fan of that. And I really just, like... Like, I really just enjoyed the way people were just forced to make really difficult choices in this. Like, Leo was forced to, like, you know, in order to save Frank and Hazel, he had to, like, make a deal with Nemesis. And, like, Nemesis was already, like, kind of iconic because, you know, (laughs) we stand a bitch who represents revenge, huh? But also, like... Like, the choice that, like, you know, Percy made to, like, like, be like, oh, Annabeth, you know, like, I really want to be with you for this, but I know you have to do it on your own. I thought it was really great how, like, they were all given the chance to be heroes in their own rights, you know, and I liked that there was a bit of tension between Percy and Jason at first, which was quite great, and then... Oh, yeah, it is all just so good. Oh, so good. So, Mark of Athena, I'm going to give you a 4.5, you know. Oh, but Son of Neptune got 4.6. No, Mark of Athena gets a solid 4.5. Really enjoyed it. Um, Not that great because Piper was annoying as fuck. She was a little needy bitch. She was a white man's whore, and I'm so upset about that. Like, excuse me, you're the daughter of the goddess of beauty, and you're Native American. Like, like you were supposed to represent us. You were supposed to represent, like, indigenous hotties everywhere. But no, you became a white man's whore, and that's on colonization, bitch. I was very upset. Like, Jason just seemed like cardboard paper. At least Percy was interesting. Jason was boring, and he was just... He just sounded like... uh, Like, one of those, like, Instagram guys that posts shirtless photos. Like, it just wasn't... Like, Jason's not it. Like, Piper, you could have done so much better. And also, you're so powerful. Like, damn. That charm speak? Hmm. So good. So, yeah, Mark Avathina, 4.5. Um, oh, bitch, House of Hades. Oh, my God. This one was, I think, the longest group 
I mean, this was the long, not group, the longest book in the entire series. And holy shit, did I feel it. Oh my god, it is so long. But, oh, it was, oh my god. I just, oh, like, the House of Hades was so good. Like, I loved that it took place, like, both on Earth and in Tartarus. And, like, the ending, holy shit. And, like, Hazel learning to control the mist oh my god so good and oh my god and just like leo and calypso <laughs> it is it is just so much it is so much it is so much oh and then oh my god nico a king and like oh the poor boy oh my god i fucking hated cupid cupid was an asshole like oh cupid did my boy nico so dirty oh but yeah, all of that, oh my god, House of Hades was so good, that shit was so good, and then like, Frank's arc, bitch, oh my god, like, a battleground superstar, am I right, like, homeboy did it, like, I also liked the conflict in his head between Mars and Ares. That was a nice little touch. And, oh my god, just, like, him becoming Preda. Oh, so good. House of Hades just had so many iconic moments. It is so good. Like, what can I say? Like, House of Hades, man. I was... Ah... <sighs> I, oh my god, it is just... And, like, how fucking Annabeth sent a message to Camp Half-Blood from fucking Tartarus? Dude. Dude. And also, I loved how Percy was a bit of a dick in... Well, he wasn't a dick, but he was, like... Like, he was low-key exposed. They were just like, oh, he might be this massive hero, but he's also a little bit of a dick. Look at what he did. And, like, the entire, like, Bob's arc? Oh, my God. My heart. My heart. Just, like, oh. You know, trying to reconcile, like, his past, like, nature as, like, an evil titan with, like, who he is, like, being Bob. And, like... Oh my god, and like, how he was just like, oh, we are titans, we are not, it is in our nature, we are not meant to change, and Percy was like, oh, you choose, oh my god, oh, right in the fields, oh, oh my god, it is just so good, and like, the entire, and like, like, just the way Percy and Annabeth had to survive Tartarus, like, oh my god. Oh, it is... Oh, my God. Like... Like, the way they both had to rely on each other. And it is... Oh, my God. And, like, I really felt the moments that they were in Tartarus. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, deep down, I knew they were going to make it back because this was only book four. But I... Like... Like, there were so many moments where I was like, fuck. I don't know if they were going to make it. And I thought... That, that writing was just so good. I was like, fuck yeah, you're doing it right, rookie boy. You're doing it right. And it is, oh my god, and just, oh, uh, and I forget the giant's name, but the anti-Aries, oh my god. Oh, uh, it is, 
oh my god it is just all so good and normally i hate love um i know that sounds a bit fucked up to say but bitch this is my podcast i'm gonna say what i want love is kind of gross to me and is, is often kind of disgusting to me when it's portrayed in a lot of things because i'm like you know romance doesn't exist oh my god don't i love i believe love is real but i just feel like it's so fake and so much of this shit and I was fully prepared to be like, ew, these are just teenagers that are in love. Why are they being so intense about it? But, like, bitch, the way they lived, like, Greek demigods don't even live to be in their 20s sometimes. And, like, that does shit to your mind, man. So I was just like, oh, my God. And, like, you know, obviously I didn't give a shit about Jason and Piper, but, like, Percy and Annabeth, that... Oh, I was invested in those bitches. Like, they'd been through so much together. And, like, like they'd been through so much together before they'd even started dating. And just, like, the heartbreak. Like, oh, my God. Like, Annabeth and Percy went missing. Oh, my God. My heart. And the fact that, like, all Percy could remember was Annabeth. Oh, bitch. When I... Mm. It is everything. And, like, when Annabeth was being pulled into Tartarus and Percy was just like, I'm, like, you know, we're never getting separated again. I was just like, wow, that's really intense. And normally I'm like, ew, that's intense. What the fuck? Cut your losses. But then, like, in this situation, I was like, oh, my God, I get it. I get it, my dude. I get it. Like, you'd been separated for so long and you've been through so much together. And, like, like, they weren't, like, they weren't just each other's, like, like, they weren't the love of each other's lives, like, there was so much more than that, you know, like, so much bonded them together, and then how he was just like, I'm not letting you go down to Tartarus by yourself, I was just like, fuck, dude, I need me a boy that'll go to hell for me, damn, so that was like, oh, that is everything, and then how, like, he oh my god and then how nico just like ended up like on the argo to oh my god it is all just like so good it is so good the house of hades was so good oh my god and then fucking reyna coming in like a roman savior like fuck yes bitch so good so so good and oh my god and the sacrifice that Bob made to make sure Percy and Annabeth got back. Holy shit. Dude, House of Hades? Oh my god, bitch. Let's do it. Let's give House of Hades 4.5. That's it. You know, I said it. House of Hades, it was the longest book, but I personally think it is the best in the entire series. So good. 4.85, House of Hades. My King Nico. Ugh. Percy and Annabeth, the OTP baby, so good, so good, oh my god, and then finally, (laughs) the Blood of Olympus, this bitch is fresh, because I finished it 12 hours ago, so, oh my god, like, so, like, uh, like, this gets so many points, because, 
of the fact that it was narrated by Reyna and Nico. Like, that shit was good. That shit was good. Like, I really loved Reyna and Nico's arcs. You know, they were so good. It is done so well, and their journeys was, and like, like the way they grew to care about each other. Oh my god, my heart. I just, ugh. Nico already won my heart, but like, hmm. This like, and I was so surprised that they were narrating, and I. Ugh, like, so much of this was good. Like, the entire... Like, how Jason got his arc with, you know, Poseidon's daughter Kim, Kimapalia, whatever the fuck her name is. And, like... Oh, my God. It is just... Like, it is just so good. Like, it is such a great conclusion. It is such a great conclusion. And fucking Octavian, that little rat. Oh my god. It was just, ugh. Chef's kiss. So good. And the, oh my god. Like, the blood of Olympus. Oh my god. And the scene when the gods came in and helped their kids defeat the giants. Are you kidding me? That shit was epic. And can I just say honorable mention to my girl Aphrodite helping Piper out bitch if that isn't my energy I don't know what is flying around in a chariot gassing up your daughter while she kills a giant are you kidding me yes queen yes this oh my god Aphrodite bitch that is ugh my god I would kill I would kill to see that film, like, represented on film or anything. Like, Piper, you know, even though she's a white mentor, she's still a bad bitch. And I was like, fuck yes. So good. <clears throat> and, oh my god. <sighs> like, like some, uh, Blood of Olympus, bitch, so much of this was just, my god. And, Oh my god, and Will and Nico? <gasps> my god. Very upset that they didn't kiss, but you know what? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, oh, can we get an amen for gay love? Finally? Oh. Jesus. And let's not. <laughs> Bitch, and Leo dying gutted me fuck the only reason it didn't ruin me because i love leo my fucking mechanical king the only reason it didn't get me is because i was scroll like beforehand i'd scroll through the table of contents and i noticed that he was the narrator of the last episode i mean of the last chapter so i was like oh, okay <sighs> but bitch when he died oh my god also that uh, Mm. This is the reason why Blood of like Blood of Olympus was so good, so good. But bitch, I'ma tell you right now, it isn't better like it isn't the best book because what the fuck was that final battle scene? Like bitch Gia got killed in three minutes? Are you kidding me? What the fuck, my dude? In p 
Percy Jackson, Kronos needed so many chapters to be defeated. You telling me Gia just had to be thrown up into the air and exploded, bitch? She is the god of the earth, bitch. I'm saying bitch a lot, but damn. Like, homegirl's the entire planet. And you're gonna kill her in three minutes? Are you kidding me? Damn, you should have given me more than that. I- oh my god. I was so upset. Also, like, I understand that Piper, Jason, and Leo, like, ended it because, you know, the three of them started this series. But damn. Like, I really wanted Percy to be in on the fight. And Frank as well, bitch. Like, Percy and Hazel both fighting from the water because she's on her horse, he's on his Poseidon shit, and then fuck, oh my god, bitch. Ugh. Yeah, that was so disappointing. I'm still gonna give you a 4. But are you a 4.5, bitch? No. Because I was very upset with that. You're a 4.4. So upset. Why? But I also fucked with Raina so hard. Like, bitch. Like, I just want this girl to be happy. I want her to find the love of her life. And I hope to God it's a woman. Because you know we stand that gay shit in this household. Damn. Uh, but yeah. Um. Thank you. <laughs> so that's it. Um, If we want to do a recap, I don't even... I honestly should have been writing down when I rated everything, but, um, you know, that's me reviewing the 10 Percy Jacks, the, the 10, the last 10 books I read, minus the gross, anyway, okay, that was me reviewing Percy Jackson on the Olympians and the Heroes of Olympus book series, so, going through the rankings one more time. Percy Jackson, solid 3.5 for The Lightning Thief. Sea of Monsters, bitch, you get a 2.25, I think. Yeah, that was not it, my dude. Titan's Curse? <laughs> 4.5, bitches. Battle of the Lab... Oh, no, 4.75 for Titan's Curse. Battle of the Labyrinth, 4.5. And, um, The Last Olympian, 4.8. Fuck yeah. Then, The Lost Hero, mm, solid, what, 3, 2.5. Not that great. Son of Neptune, 4.5. Easy, my dude. Mark of Athena, another 4.5. So good. House of Hades, 4.8, baby. Blood of Olympus, 4.25. That's it. Those are my ratings. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, <laughs> um, if you made it this far, I hope you enjoyed my reviewing of the first two series in the Greek version of... Well, in the Percy Jackson universe. Um, but yeah, I really hope you enjoyed that. Um, don't forget to, you know, subscribe to this podcast, whether you're listening to it on YouTube, 
iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcasting platform you're on. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please check us a five-star review if you can. If you want to check me out on my social media, it's at Lungolwakina on everything. So that's at L-U-N-G-O-L. W-E-K-I-N-A and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok on those handles. Also um, check out my work and other stuff I do on my website that's lungol.com L-U-N-G-O-L dot C-O-M baby. Also feel free to check out my Patreon if you like what I'm doing here and want to see exclusive content like um, podcast episodes I've filmed or recorded, but, you know, aren't going to post, you know, that stuff's going to go up there, so that's on patreon.com forward slash longall, so patreon.com forward slash l-u-n-g-o-l. Thank you so much for tuning in, I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Rakina for Your Thoughts is a podcast by Lungol Production. This episode was produced, edited, filmed, and hosted by me, Lungol Rakina, and was scored by Richard Rakina. Special thanks to Richard Rakina for our incredible theme music. This podcast was filmed, recorded, and produced on the lands of the Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. Podcast by Lungol acknowledges that Rakina for Your Thoughts was made on what always was and always will be Aboriginal land.